Hey Velocity, welcome to our planned church online only service for this Sunday. I, I gotta show you, I, I wore my beautiful Christmas sweater again so everybody could enjoy that this morning. So we're here hanging out. We've got the wonderful pitter-patter of rain in the in the background. And uh, this being the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, it's a great opportunity for us to slow down and reflect. And we're just going to do that this morning as we uh, talk a little bit uh, differently about our sermon and our message uh, for this morning. Because I've got a couple guests with me this morning, and I'm really looking forward uh, to that. Uh, this morning, I'm joined by Guyan and Ruby Cumbie. And we're going to be hanging out and talking. I'm excited for our New Year's conversation that we're, we're going to have here in just a minute. I've got some questions for them that they've been reflecting on. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to learn and be encouraged by you guys. Uh, and as they are fellow followers of Jesus and how they're going to encourage all of us. One of the things I've seen in the last couple of years is just the rush to go from one year to the next. Oh, 2020 was horrible. I can't wait to be in 2021. Oh, 2021 was horrible. I can't wait to be in 2022. And I'm not convinced that that's the healthiest way for us to think about the past year and look forward to going into a new year. So uh, I think what's better for us is to take some time to gain perspective, consider what God has done, is doing, and will do. And so that's exactly what we're going to do with our New Year's conversation. So what I want to do is encourage you as we are talking, as I'm asking questions and interacting, that uh, not only as we uh, are seeing how God is moving and, and active in Guy and Ruby's life, but we're considering how that's true for us as well. And so write down some of these questions that I'm asking and reflect on them yourself. Spend some time, maybe even having a conversation with somebody in your family, a good friend, and processing those as you are thinking about how God has counseled you, been with you through his Holy Spirit through this year, and how he is uh, planning and looking forward to working through and in your life in the year to come. I think Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25 is a great text to set the foundation for the conversation that we're going to have, but also the community that we're meant to have as the church. And so I just want to read that passage, and then we'll jump right in. Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hey, Gus. Hey. Thank you so much for joining me. For This is our second ever New Year's conversation. I'm really excited that you guys are here. Guyan and Ruby are servant leaders here at Velocity. They're involved in all kinds of things. They're both involved in serving our youth group. Uh, they're both involved in our environment here on Sunday mornings. Ruby's involved with visual arts. Guyan's involved with worship tech. Uh, also, there's some, some grass cutting that, that happens and, and some, some outdoor work. So Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and sharing and, and being able to uh, being willing to be here this yeah. morning. So, warm you up with some rapid, mm -hmm. quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds good. All right, Guy, in your first, what's your favorite local restaurant in Richmond? Pad Thai. Uh, it's in Mechanicsville. Close enough. Local okay. enough. Delicious. Love yeah. it. Yeah. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? So I'm not on like any sort of fast track fame in anything I'm doing. So it probably have to be something spontaneous. So probably like 
making peace with the aliens. Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, so Most Independence likely. Day, you're going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, sounds <laughs> good. What's the fastest you've ever gone in a car, if you feel comfortable sharing that? 134, but I do drive on racetracks. On a race tra- sanctioned racetrack with a helmet and all that kind of stuff. I, I do drive on racetracks. Yes, okay, yeah. all right, there you go. Awesome, <laughs> cool. Ruby, what's your favorite TV show or film? Uh, I think right now, so this whole year I've been reading The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, and it's like 15 books. That's my favorite series. Oh, yeah? Yes. Wow. Um, well, you've probably been watching. Amazon just I haven't, released. I haven't yet, because I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Uh, I think they're doing a good job. Okay, good. I, I've been, good I've been very excited, okay. yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want to be hurt, you know what I mean, by how that happens sometimes. All right, so what sport would you compete in if you were in the Winter Olympics? Definitely curling. Curling. Yep. All right, love it. Yeah. Awesome. You have your own late night talk show. Who do you invite as your first guest? This one was a hard one, but I'd probably invite my favorite YouTube creator, uh, Jessica Sowards from Roots and Refuge Farm. She like super loves Jesus and she loves gardening and she teaches people about both. And I think I could ask her some really awesome questions. That's awesome. I would have never thought YouTube content creator. I just started really watching YouTube this year. So there are a couple of people that I follow. Okay, all right. So it's kind of a new thing for me. You know, I'm, I'm a little behind the curve, but, you know, get it, getting there. All right, so let's let's dive in to the good stuff. So, Ruby, yeah. we're going to start with you. Okay. Okay, all right. How would you sum up how life has been this year, and how have you seen God at work because of that, or, or maybe even despite that? Um, I think with last year, everything being put on pause, um, I didn't really realize it, but this year I definitely felt a lot of longing Like, I long to see family and friends I hadn't seen in a while. I long to get things back to normal. I long to actually build community at Velocity. Um, There are silly things like I long to build a garden and finally make Mamaw's Fudge recipe that I failed at like five times. Um, And I longed for my dad to get better after his surgery. And I longed for our bird to get better, which my dad did. My bird didn't. Um, And... You know, even now, like, I have some seasonal depression, and I long for spring. Um, And when I think about all the longing of this year, I'm kind of dissatisfied by it. Um, So I'm kind of glad you asked us to do these questions, because thinking back to through the year, I realized how much I actually gained. Mm. Uh, For, like, an example being... I now have community at Velocity, which is something I desperately, like, desired the year before and desperately needed, and now I have it, and um, without looking back, I don't think I would have appreciated that, Mm. Um, and I think God's been trying to show me that I've been too focused on my longing. Like, my longing's not going to go away. I am always going to long for people to know Christ and to know they're loved by God, and I'm always going to long for justice and peace and reconciliation um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna see that in this life um and when i focus so much on my longing i forget to live in the here and now and i think i think i missed out on a lot of joy and opportunities to show christ's love this year because of that wow man that's that's powerful i i can absolutely relate to that idea of longing and then you know that idea of, of Paul saying I've learned to be content in all circumstances and he says that you know on the on the heels of talking about all these horrible things that have 
you know, kind of happen and, and what that means and what it means to be fully satisfied in God and then how that, you know, how that plays into part of him satisfying those things, but then us still dealing with those, you know, those desires that yeah. we have in our heart, which I think are all good, you know, they're legitimate things mm-hmm. for us to long, but, um, man, that perspective of saying, all right, I'm going to pause and look and consider what God has actually done in the midst of that mm-hmm. and, and seeing how he's met met some of those things yeah you know, it's, it's incredibly powerful it's that's amazing thank you for sharing that all right so guy and i'm we'll take some attention off of ruby i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna i'm gonna throw to you cool. what's your favorite memory from the year and who uh, or what made it made it special to you what did it teach you about life or humanity um what was what was your favorite memory cool uh so our friends zach and alicia they had a baby in november and uh, I guess when she was a week old, we were invited to go see her and everything. And I got to hold her, hold her and everything. And I had never held a human that tiny and that <laughs> young. Um, so like, you know, I have, a, I have a big cat, right? Yes. My cat is three times the weight of, of her on that day. And there's something about babies. They're just so pure and so, you know, they don't have any record of wrong to judge them on. Except uh, for their diapers. Right, right, right. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. But, like, anyone can see just the inherent preciousness yeah. of, like, a seven-day-old baby. And, you know, it got me thinking, like, you know, I don't think we become any less precious over mm. time. Mm. And that is something, uh, obviously, God recognizes. Right. Uh, something that we as humans really struggle to recognize because <laughs> yeah, um, like no matter who we see you know that person was at some point maybe not that small but pretty small i mean i was right. 10 pounds three ounces you know what but yeah, yeah. oh you're from mom I'm, I'm sure there are you know bigger babies than that but i was, sure, I was yeah. pretty yeah. thick yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh i think that god loves us con- unconditionally unconditionally specifically and uh we ought to love people unconditionally as well uh just like we do little babies when they're you know absolutely so yeah fresh and pure <laughs> i mean when you say that it makes me think of god saying let us make man in our image yeah you know that when i look at someone else you know um yeah not necessarily talking about physical characteristics there right but i'm i'm not just seeing that person i'm also seeing the potential for a reflection of who who god is you know yeah. in that life and that's um, and that's that's a that's a fantastic observation. Yeah. And I think there's always potential. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No matter how like late things may seem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, absolutely. That's awesome, awesome. All right. So Ruby, was there a moment this past year in which you would say that God revealed Himself more deeply to you? Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think back to the spring when I was getting my my garden prepared. I had started everything from seed, almost everything, uh, including some Thai basil, which uh, sprouted and then shriveled up and died. (laughs) And see, I I tried to give it the perfect everything, tried to give it all the right things and it it still died, happens. Um, So a few weeks later, I, I grew some flowers, planted them in the garden and just left the empty pot of weeds just sitting on my deck and for about three weeks that pot baked in the sun and then drowned in the rain and 
not until I went around to actually like pulling the weeds and dumping the soil did I actually um, smell basil. <laughs> and it felt like God was, you know, having this fun joke with me of, you know, wow. here I am trying so hard to no avail. I, I, I got no basil and yet God can make something grow in the hospitable wasteland that is my deck. Um, and I think God was really trying to show me that I, I put too much pressure on myself to, to do all the right things mm. and to have control over things that I don't control that God controls. Wow. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't control the rain or the sun or the pest. And I realized that I was taking God's job from him and mm. not actually completing my job. Um, like my job as a disciple is to sow seeds and right. tend God's future harvest. Right. And sometimes I get so worried about pushing someone away or making a mistake mm -hmm. that I never even extend the, the invitation. And I forget that I'm not the one who makes the seeds grow. I'm, right. I'm just the sower. I like, God doesn't need me at all to make something grow. And that was, that was a pretty big eye-opener this year. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, we, we extended our garden this year. And so I can, I can relate, you know, to that, that whole, and we didn't, and we didn't get a lot of rain, yeah. you know, out, out our way. And so, but, but we still, we still had stuff grow and we mm -hmm. still had stuff on our table and we, we canned green beans this year. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, everybody try to grow something this yeah. year and, and experience what that's like. I mean, even if it's one tomato plant or something and, and it's, uh, man, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. All right. So Guyan, back to, back to you again. What have you learned about your work this year? So when I, when I say work, I'm, I'm talking about anything involved in the things that we do and intentionally put time and effort into so your job, serving life responsibilities, um, and how how are you looking for your worship of God? Because our work is worship. Um, so I'm making some biblical assumptions here as I'm asking <laughs> you the question, right? Um, how are you looking for your worship of God and those tasks to be more clear in the coming year? Right. So ironically, when I was looking at this question last night, like, okay, you know, getting the right headspace and everything, I got called and had to <laughs> do actual work. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so this might be kind of hard to connect, but my dad told me a story a long time ago about someone he had seen who was, I believe, volunteering at a Christian music festival. And I don't know what this guy was doing, but he either like stepped in a beehive or something, and he's covered in bees, getting stung everywhere. He's just slapping them left and right, whatever. Every time he hits one, he's just, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Like, I mean, I'm, I want that kind of steadfastness, you know? Um, when I'm getting called at 3 a.m. and I'm like, I just want to sleep. Praise the Lord. Um, if a teammate throws me under the bus on a call in front of my whole team, praise the Lord. If I'm just stuck and I can't figure out some code, praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, and work threw me some curveballs this year, but I think, you know, as far as work goes, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm thankful for where I am and everything. Uh, but I think that I handle things okay. But I, I, next year, in 2022, I want to handle things in that, like, praise the Lord, uh, just steadfastness that that guy had that my dad told me about. <laughs> yeah, so just giving yeah. God glory, like, and being consistent with, with that. Yeah, instead of just being like, okay, okay, you know, just 
right you know, being more positive about it absolutely and that that'll give you a different perspective i think on you know the impact that your work has on your worship too yeah. you know yeah. actually associating that with no, the things that we do in life, there's no compartmentalization there. Right. You know, that this is this is a part of um, how I engage with creation and what God's called me to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, Ruby, um, are you closer to your friends and family, would you say, from your activities this past year? Um, what what activities, you know, would you say that, you know, did that, if so, or what, what kind of practices, you know, are you thinking about put, putting into practice, you know, in the, in the coming years, um, you know, there's something we're called into community, you know, and, um, in, in some ways, no, um, there's, there's quite a few people that I haven't reached out to since COVID started. And at first the distance was out of necessity, but I think this year it's kind of turned into apathy. Mm. And so next year, I, I need to have a better handle on actually reaching out to the people I care about. Um, but from the relationships that I did tend this year, gardening was a huge, a huge thing. Um, I actually built a little garden with his parents this year, and it, it was just them and me, and we just talked and weeded flower beds all day, and that's that was the best bonding time that we we've ever had. Um, I think, you know, this past year I built, you know, garden beds with my friends and, you know, at work with my parents and it gave me a lot of time to talk about plants Mm -hmm. and to talk about life. Um, And I met a whole bunch of people who grow beautiful gardens that were complete strangers to me. And now, you know, I feel like I know them. Um, And I think just like... um, really um i think i think <laughs> sorry um i i think just having something that you're passionate about and sharing that with other people and then learning what they're passionate about gives you a great opportunity to really connect with other people and I found that this year with like reading books that other people have read or um, cooking sharing recipes and building things um, and I definitely notice things that I do that don't build community at all that aren't good good for me in any any sense I spend way too much time watching TV mm. and yeah. I spend way too much time on my phone and next year I want to be more mindful of how I use my time so I don't waste it on things that don't matter as much. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, I mean, that's a great way of looking at it. Those, those little things maybe, you know, that we just have in common, you know, finding some commonality with other people, how that develops into something much more significant, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, like, like as you were talking about that, like, oh, garden stuff, you know, growing a plant or, you know, building a garden bed, yeah. you, you the significance of that is just exponentially larger because of the sharing life mm-hmm. and the you know conversations that you you have with those people as you're doing those things as you were yeah. talking about that that's that's what I was thinking about um, and and I love how you said and just being curious about you know the commonality and curiosity mm-hmm. about what somebody else might be interested in how that might open up you know some other you know relational avenues there that are so important for us so 
That's good. Yeah. Uh, have, that's that's one of those the watching TV and the phone thing. On my phone, I've got this app that tracks tracks your activity, how much time you spend on your phone per day. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, when that report comes up for the week, I'm a little embarrassed by that. I'm like, oh, I need to swipe that off so nobody can yeah. you know, see that when I look over the shoulder. It's good to take stock of those things mm-hmm. and see that. Let, let me ask you guys one last question. All right, and this is this is for both of you, and you guys can kind of answer it um, how you how you want to in whatever order. Uh, is there an overarching message that you feel like God has been speaking into your life this year, and how does that play into how you're looking forward to the next year? Um, I think I'll I'll go first. <laughs> uh, on four different occasions this year, by four different people the story of Martha and Mary was brought to my attention. Um, And so the story comes from Luke chapter 10. It's about five verses long. And it's Martha and her sister Mary invite Jesus and his disciples into their home. And Martha gets all distracted with preparing everything to serve Jesus and then gets angry at her sister for sitting at Jesus's feet and not, not doing anything. Um, and, you know, Jesus tells Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled by many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has, has found the better part, and that will not be taken from her. And I definitely needed to hear that, that story this year. I am, I'm definitely a Martha. I... Uh, acts of service is my love language. I see something that needs to be done and I do it. And I've never considered that as a bad thing, but I've forgotten to take the time to have intimacy with God. And without, without that, without the overflow of the Holy Spirit, serving just kind of leaves, leaves me kind of frustrated that I can't fix everything. And, um, just kind of burnt out because I'm constantly trying to do everything and I uh I've been trying to take more time to have intimacy with God this year uh Christina recommended me the book um having a merry heart in a Martha world Mm. and that that was just awesome to read um the small groups this year have been awesome as well as um, something that we've been doing is trying to set apart an evening every week in which we're, we're kind of calling it just a, a little Sabbath. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, we, we serve at church. We're, we're always working and serving. And having a time during the week that we can set aside to say, we're not gonna cook or clean or serve even if we're stressed out about the to-do list, we're just going to sit down and spend time with each other and with God and in just just enjoy being children of God. Um, I love that. So, yeah, that's... I, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. No, I love, I love that, especially because uh, here in a couple months, you, we're, we're actually... Uh, there's a great book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry mm-hmm. that deals specifically with what you're talking about. Okay. We, we've actually got a sermon series coming up here in a couple oh, months. So I d- didn't plan on mentioning <laughs> that, but that, that's... Uh, Shameless that's, plug. Yeah, yeah, that, no, yeah that's, that's, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. How about you? Cool. Uh, so, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like every year has a theme. Um, last year, 
if you've forgotten about 2020, uh, it was plagued with uh, conflict and tribalism and all that messy stuff. And last year, God called me to be a peacemaker. Hmm. And that was last year's theme, peacemaking. And I think that this year, as 2021 is kind of like the sequel of 2020, <laughs> uh, this year's theme was more or less derived from last year. Uh, so this year's theme is love your enemies. Mm. And that's just been like a repeated, you know, thing all through the year. And um, at first I, I kind of struggled with it. Like, okay, so who are my enemies? Like, do I, do I have enemies? As a Christian, should I have enemies? Like, as a Christian, I, sh I should just not have enemies, right? Like, did Jesus have enemies? And after a while, I was like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, of course he did. He was just loving his enemies. That's why it doesn't really seem like that. And, and now I kind of look back and I feel kind of conceited for even <laughs> kind of thinking <laughs> down that mindset. Um, okay, so, so who are my enemies? And I really like a, uh, there's a paragraph out of Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis, and he says, the real test is this. Suppose one reads a story of filthy atrocities in the paper. Then suppose that something turns up suggesting that the story might not be quite true or not quite so bad as it was once made out. Is one's first feeling, thank God, even they aren't quite so bad as that? Or is it a feeling of disappointment and even a determination to cling to the first story for the sheer pleasure of thinking your enemies as bad as possible? If it is the second, then it is, I'm afraid, the first step in a process which, if followed to the end, will make us into devils. You see, one is beginning to wish that black was a little blacker. If we give that wish its head, later on we shall wish to see gray as black, and then to see white itself as black. So, who are my enemies? My enemies are those who I wish to see as worse than they really are. Mm. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm not loving my enemies. Mm. So, I urge you uh, to examine your life and your perspective and ask yourself, who are my enemies? Is it people who are too woke for you? Is it the Chinese Communist Party? Is it people who take hardline Republican stances? Is it people who have taken all three shots and you've never seen without a mask? Or is it people who would rather take a bullet than a vaccine? Mm -hmm. uh, is it Red Sox fans? I don't yeah. know, I don't watch sports. But uh, whoever that is, I just, uh, I, I plead for you to, when you think about those people, interject in your heart, love your enemies. Mm. So that's, that's been my thought for the year. Man, that's that's great stuff, and I think, uh, man, those are two two amazing answers. I think for um, inspiring us and in thinking of how we move into 2022. You know, maybe those are some things that we feel like, oh, God's kind of been tugging on my heart. Now I finally have words, you know, the scripture to kind of put with that to see a, a path forward. And um, man, I just I really appreciate you guys sharing. Um, this was this was amazing, and so I appreciate appreciate you guys being willing willing to do that. You know, the most important uh, moments of spiritual growth that we have in our life are through the conversations we have with those are, who are in community with us in Christ, um, and taking the time to consider how God is at work in our lives. It helps us to develop our spiritual perspective you know, of our path our past and and how we uh, take our path into our future with God. And so I want to encourage you to take some time, do some do some reflection, uh, think through some of these questions and consider how God has been moving 
in your life. Right now, as we do every week at Velocity, we're going to have a time for communion. And while we're not here physically uh, together with each other, every Sunday we take communion, communion with a, a globe full of people who are celebrating uh, communion together. And so we're going to do that right now, uh, and hopefully you have some uh, time to, to grab some, some elements and share in that time. Even if you do it a little bit later while you're having lunch and do it as part of your meal, uh, take some time today to celebrate what God has done through His Son Jesus and how that gives us a brand new, renewed uh, reflection and perspective on who we are and what God is doing in our life. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time that we were able to spend just focusing in on reflecting what you have done and continue to do in our lives. We ask that you bless this time right now that we take to share in a time of communion with each other as we look forward to a brand new year, a change in the calendar. We ask that you help us to see through your Holy Spirit how you are guiding us in the coming days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.